Greetings, this is J.R. Dickey. Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. And by the way, don't forget our website, graceandtruth.net. I hope you're having a great day, but if not, hang with me. It's about to get better. Okay, today we're going to talk about a lesson that's very fundamental, pretty basic, but I think is going to be more important than ever as we face the coming days. I call it the path. Let's get started. You know, when I first came to the Lord, he led me in some pretty miraculous ways. I guess it was because I was, well, young and pretty stupid spiritually. But as I grew older, these miraculous signs got fewer and fewer. And I wondered if I had lost my connection with him or grown hard-hearted. Now, that's not to say I don't still see lots of wonderful miracles that happen, but it occurred to me that he was still speaking to me all the time, but through different ways, through his word and his still small voice. Now, this has been so important to me because following God, hearing from him, getting his guidance, knowing his will, you know, it's like a spiritual heartbeat. Not hearing, ambling or without his direction, not sensing his presence, well, it's, it's like bumping around in the dark. Now, at the risk of exposing my own spiritual lack, I often do exactly that. And I've got the bruises and scars to prove it. So how do we hear and know God's guidance? Well, there are many ways. At the first and foremost, you must be connected to him through his son, Jesus Christ told us, no man comes to the Father except through me. That's in John 14, 6. Once you've established that relationship through genuine faith in Jesus' death and resurrection, you can begin calling out and listening. Okay, you, you may think, I've placed my faith in Jesus, but what about this listening? Well, I'll give you just five main ways this works and some other factors to consider. First and foremost, the Word of God, the Bible. Now, don't listen to the enemies of the one in whom you just place your faith. Read, that is, devour the Word of God every day. In fact, let's briefly look at some of what it has to say about the path the direction you will take as a sincere believer. Several verses. The first one, Psalms 1.1. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. And then Psalm 16.11 says, You will show me the path of life, and in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And Psalms 18.36, You enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. And Psalms 119.35, Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Psalms 119.105, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Proverbs 4.18, 
But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. A few more. Ezekiel 3.10 Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, receive in your heart all my words that I speak to you and hear with your ears. And then John 10.27 My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And the last one, Jeremiah 29, 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Now, lots of good things have been written about the Word of God, or Jesus, or His Holy Spirit. But there's no substitute for reading and obeying directly the unaltered Word of God. That is, live in the pages, so to speak. So it becomes integral part of your character. Now, secondly, there's what I call the voice of the word. This is another way of saying the gentle voice of God's spirit, which you will begin to hear in your heart more and more as you study the word and sincerely seek God's will. Sometimes this voice will just touch your heart in the course of your day, A verse or a part of a scripture will suddenly come to mind and a divine inspiration. You'll sense it to prompt him from him. Well, take, for example, the story of Philip, the evangelist. In Acts 8, it says, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south along the road, which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went, and behold, a man of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, the queen of Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. That leads us to the next or the third way of getting God's guidance. Direct revelation. I've had God speak almost audibly to me. He's literally shaken the earth, provided miraculous signs, heart-grabbing dreams, and such. These are all forms of direct revelation. Consider Moses and the burning bush in the wilderness, or Mary with the angel Gabriel, or Joseph and her betrothed and his divine dreams, or Peter and his vision of the animals being let down in a sheet while he was on the housetop of Simon. The Bible is filled with these kinds of examples. At any time that this has happened to me, it has moved me to take some step of faith and obedience. Now, fourthly, there is godly counsel. The apostles were always, or nearly always, seeking each other's counsel. Moses was advised by his own father-in-law, Jethro. You know, we all need this help. Now, admittedly, some counsel, even when given by well-meaning advisors, it's not from God. Consider Job's friends, and even his wife, who said that in his misery he should just curse God and die. Wow. But 
You can indeed sense God's wisdom in much godly counsel given to you by those who are themselves well connected to him. That's four. Fifthly, there's what I call divine circumstances, including open, closed doors. Oftentimes, the Lord sets up circumstances that seem to be out of nowhere, and you can sense that he's at work. However, you have to seek confirmation in this because unusual situations are not necessarily set up by God. If you make that assumption, you can end up going in the wrong direction. Now, in all of these ways of getting his guidance, you must, of course, have a willingness to hear, a surrendering your heart and mind, believing that he wants you to hear. And even when you know you've heard, you'll be challenged by our spiritual enemy to doubt. So once you've heard, Bear in mind that it's your faith that makes it sure, unshakable. Finally, you need to be obedient to his call, even if it takes some sacrifice or enduring of difficulty. And it probably goes without saying, you can never afford to be high-minded or self-righteous. Humility is the only way you please God. Obedience without humility kind of falls short. Sincerely seeking to follow God day by day, rather than going with the flow, so to speak, is challenging, but nothing is more fulfilling. So may he bless you and lift you and lead you in his unfailing love. Now may the Lord grant you peace in the midst of any storm, and faith to trust him. Look for our next podcast, and may you realize more of his grace today.